welcome everybody. Uh, welcome to this Sunday morning, and we're grateful that you're here with us. Uh, Pastor Claire and Pastor Scott are, are on their break this week and uh, resting and studying and doing all the really important things. So, But we're grateful to be here and to continue on with the Great Together series. So even if we're not all here, we're still great together. Am I right today? That's right, that's right. Well, um, kids, if you're here with your parents, if you brought old people with you, make sure they checked you in today. Uh, make sure that you have your badge and that your parents have their badge. I, I think we know that you guys will make sure that this happens, which is why I'm talking right to you. So when it's time for you guys to go up to Kids Church, we'll let you know, but it's always much easier if you've checked in already. Uh, and uh, parents, if this is your first time here with your kids, make sure, if you didn't already do so, that you head on to the foyer. Uh, and they'll make sure that you have all the information that you need for that. Uh, we're going to be having communion together in a little bit. Our friend, Pastor Hannah, is going to be leading us in communion. And um, she's got some special stuff for kids in that. So really pay attention to you guys because you all are the most important part of our service today. And so not only will you have a great time at Kids Church, but we, uh, we want you to know that communion is going to be for you as much as it is for us older folks today. And so if you're at home today and you haven't already done so, uh, make sure that you uh, grab for yourself some juice and some bread or whatever you have. And uh, we'll have communion together with you at uh, your home church as well today. Jesus, we love you. We come to you this morning asking for you to open our hearts to show us something new a new way of connecting with you, with each other, with the love that has been so freely given to us. Jesus, we thank you for all the ways that you have shown us how to love, and we ask that you would make us more like love today. Amen. Good morning, everybody. You can have a seat. Um, as we enter our time of communion today, um, I've been reflecting on Philippians 2 this week, and there's this beautiful part of Philippians 2 that talks about energy. It says, be energetic in your life of salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. That energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you. God himself willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. And I feel like the kids in the room are really our experts in energy. And it's like probably good we're talking about energy today because it's not an energetic day outside. It's rainy. I had a hard time waking up this morning. But I'm wondering, what comes to mind for you when you think of energy? Um, is there an image or a picture or a person that comes to mind? And we even have a few different pictures of what energy might look like for you. So if you could turn to somebody sitting next to you and say, if one of these things makes you think of energy or if it's something else for you. We're going to take a few minutes and talk about it, okay? So whatever's coming to mind for energy with you, I think is helpful for understanding what it means for God's energy to live in us. And as I've been thinking about energy this week, I've been thinking about the time of day when AJ comes home from work and like chases Miles around the house and he like kind of freaks out. <laughs> this was a picture this week of what this time looks like in our household. 
and just the love and the joy and the energy, like no matter how tired he is at that time, like there's just this full body surge that happens in that baby. And I feel like that's kind of how energy works in relationships, right? We all have someone who brings out the most energetic part of ourselves. Um, and I love that this passage is telling us that God's energy dwells deep within us, that even in like our hardest moments, there is this relationship, this love that is bringing energy into our life, and that there's an invitation um, to continue to apply that energy to our lives. And as we think about taking communion today, um, there's this really beautiful part of communion that um, it actually has like caloric and nutri nutritional value, right? There is a small bit of energy that gets imparted into us as we remember what Jesus did for us. And, you know, it's kind of a negligible amount of energy, <laughs> but it's a reminder of that deep dwelling energy that stays with us at all times because of how God has loved us. And in this passage of Philippians 2, it talks about how humble Christ is, that he decided to become human, right? That Christ, like, God decided to take on a finite amount of energy, which is kind of wild, right? If you could have abundant energy forever, I would choose that path. Um, but Jesus decided to become a man and to represent um, all that God wanted to restore of our image of who God is, to teach us how to love one another. And when they gathered on the night that Jesus would be betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. And he took the cup and he raised it. And he said, this is the blood of my new covenant poured out for you. And in this group of people who's been navigating a lot of complexity, um, Jesus said, I'm going to choose to be human, and I want to give my energy to you in this way. And on that night, the invitation was to remember Jesus. And so um, together, you can repeat after me and say, Jesus, we remember you. And so in this time of communion, we just invite you um, to think about the places where maybe you need energy this week, and you are asking Jesus for energy. Um, or maybe a place where someone you love really needs the energy of God in their life. Um, or maybe you're celebrating a place where you haven't had energy or someone else hasn't had energy, and God has given that abundantly. And so a couple ways that you can um, receive that blessing this week. One um, is by coming up and receiving communion as a reminder of that. Another is by writing a prayer on a post-it note for one of those people or for yourself. Um, and if you put it on this gold pedestal, um, Jacqueline and Griff are going to read it out loud so we can carry that with you this week. If you put it on the prayer board back there, um, the pastoral staff will pray for it, but we won't read it out loud. And if you want to light a candle, that's another way to pray that prayer to God alone, um, to hear the energy and the places where we need God's abundant life to come and restore us. So if you're serving communion, you can come on up. And we are excited to pray and worship together way this morning. Come Lord Jesus, be with us here now. Lord, we ask that you help heal um, all those that loved Bobby. God, we pray for Adam who grieves the loss of his mother and needs prayer. 
we pray your healing touch on Amber and Amber's kids. Come, come, Holy Spirit, be with her. And we pray for Trisha for complete healing. We pray for Jeff, Lynn, Tony, Pam, Kay, that they would also have complete healing. God, we pray for her dad and her precious family. Lord, we pray for David his family, Lord, would your healing touch be upon them in uh, mind, body, and spirit. God, we pray that we would be diligent in the pursuit of God and his plan for their lives. Lord, would you heal um, this woman's body in particular, Lord? Yeah, Holy Spirit, would you just come upon her? God, would you bring comfort and would you strengthen these families, especially this week? Lord, we pray for more healing uh, for this person's mom and for her body not to suffer. Come, Jesus. God, we pray that we would continue to hold these prayers together in community, that we hold each one of these names with you. God, we pray for Lilia. Corbin, Justin, and Nicole, we know that you are holding them. Lord, we pray for more and more of your healing touch upon Kenny. Um, yeah, would you be with him, Jesus? God, we pray for our Snyder family and all of those who loved our Jack Snyder. Would they feel your hands on their hearts. Lord, we pray um, for comfort for the unexpected loss um, in his family and uh, for his mom to have peace with this unforeseen tragedy. Come, um, comforter, Holy Spirit. God, we pray for food in a world where many walk in hunger, for faith in a world where many walk in fear and for family in a world where many walk alone. Amen. Father, we also pray for um, just safety and all travels for our friends and family around. And God, we pray that this dog would stop eating things that make her puke. Amen. Jesus, we know you um, are a God that, um, that heals um, and loves us. Um, we pray for all those suffering with addiction and, uh, and depression. Holy Spirit, um, would you come upon um, all and any of us that suffer with those? Would you heal us? Would you remind us that you are a God that heals? And would we continue to pray for your healing in our own lives and those um, in the lives of those around us, um, in our work um, with our children, your healing. Um, this community needs your healing. This nation needs your healing. So come healer God. Um, we love you and we need you. Amen. Well, can we uh, just as an act of joy and love and shine our light, let's pray for our offering and pray for our kids as they get ready to head on upstairs and learn some great stuff about love. But let's pray first together uh, for our offering. 
God, thank you for the great work that you're doing in and through each of us. And thank you for the work especially that you are doing through Crossroads Church. And God, we pray that as we give into this offering, uh, God, that we are able to meet the needs of those who are hungry and that we are able to bring salvation and life and transformation to the souls of people that come both through these doors and anywhere that we go. We love you, we thank you, and we give into this offering with joyful and grateful hearts. We also pray for our kids as they head upstairs up into the cafe. God, we ask that you bless them, bless their teachers, their parents, and God, let them learn so much about your love, your goodness, and your peace this day. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and everybody says amen. amen. Let's give into our offering, and kids, you are released to go upstairs. All right. Aren't we blessed to have such an amazing, talented worship team up here? Yes. We are so blessed. Um, just a few opportunities I want to share with you um, this morning as we get started. First of all, I want to welcome you. If today is your first day here, we're so happy to have you with us. Uh, we love that you chose to worship today with us at Crossroads, and we would love the opportunity to meet you. So if today is your first day, you can, you can uh, click the QR code that's behind me, or you can go over to the Next Steps uh, kiosk after service. I'll be over there. Would love to connect with you. We actually have a free gift for you. If you're online, uh, go to our website, ccmonline.org, and there's a, a tab right on the homepage that says I'm new. So you can hit that button, and uh, we can get connected if you so choose. And if you choose not to, then that's always okay, too. Um, a few things that we have happening here at Crossroads. You know that um, for the last several decades, we have partnered with um, Haiti, uh, providing school supplies for our many schools in Haiti that we support uh, with Pastor Carlo overseeing that. Um, I'm sure you've heard in the news, and if you haven't, that Haiti is... Um, uh, Haiti has always had lots of challenges and trouble, um, but it has escalated to the point where Pastor Carlo is unable to send in supplies to Haiti um, without um, them being confiscated by gangs. And uh, so, but we still want to give our support and provide our support. So the way that we're doing that, instead of giving supplies here and sending them over to Haiti, we are giving financial donations. And Pastor uh, Carlo has a resource inside of Haiti that can get school supplies and get them safely to the schools, to the teachers. So if you'd like to give in that way, you can um, snap the QR code behind me or go to our ccmonline.org where, where it says give. Um, if you're watching online, I already posted that in the chat. Um, and you can give there and just scroll down and look for Haiti and give in that way. Uh, our summer great togethers. We have been having, if you've been around here a while, you know all summer long we've had some great togethers and lakes and bonfires and cookie making or cake pop making and games and all kinds of things. So our opportunities for August, uh, August 3rd, uh, the bonfires already happened, but August 13th we have Thomas family, they're doing lunch. Uh, next, that would be next Sunday. Wow, you don't want, I wonder what he's cooking. If I know Jeff, it has something to do with barbecue. Uh, and then Sunday, August 19th, we have board games with Aaron and Ashley Taylor in Battle Creek. So if you're interested in connecting in that way, um, 
you can come on to the next steps. I have a list of different opportunities happening. Always check out our website. And last but not least, we have our Save the Date for our fall camp. And um, so that is on, um, let's see, the date for the camp is September 16th. And um, that's for grades 6 through 12. And Stacy told me today that that is the kickoff for our new um, fall group meeting. Um, so 6th through the 12th. We're combining the 6th graders uh, with the 12th graders to create one group. So if, you're, if you or someone you love falls in that category, make sure you sign up for that. Uh, if cost is an issue, we always want to partner with you and help out in any way that we can. So don't let that stop you. And Stacy will be also at the Next Steps kiosk after service if you have any questions, if you're a parent and have any questions regarding that. So I believe, uh, uh, yes, I believe I covered all that I have. And of course, always like our Facebook page because we post things on there throughout the week that are happening here at Crossroads. Awesome. Thank you, Kathleen. Hello, everybody. I'm going to see if uh, I can not get the sound and video people too angry at me for a few minutes here and sit with y'all. Hi, everybody. Hi, neighbors. Won't you be my neighbor? Today, I am dressed as middle-aged man on vacation. I put my slacks on because it's dinner time and it's time to be with you all. Anyway, it's great to be with you. I, I wanted to just kind of come back down and sit with you for a little bit, uh, and I'm sure I'll hear something from Julia and from Daniel if I've completely messed them up by being down here today. But that's all right. It's not going to be the whole time. So um, listen, today we are uh, we're continuing to talk about this Great Together series, and which has been uh, phenomenal. And today is all about Shine Bright Together. Uh, or if you're hip like me, you'll say, Shine Bright Like a Diamond. No? I do that just for Isaiah over there. So anyway, I won't do any more of those. Maybe, Isaiah, I won't do any more of those. But um, today, so we're going to talk a little bit more about community, uh, about relationships, and what Christ, uh, speaking through Paul, was, was thinking about and talking about through all those things. So I've got a few pictures I wanted to show you uh, about what community can be. Uh, community can be your family. There they are, there's my family. And I think that is an approved photo uh, for, uh, to go on social media, but if not, uh, you may not see me back here next week and that's all right. Uh, but anyway, those are, those are my kids and uh, my wife on vacation last year. My kids are now between the ages of 22 and 27. So it's a whole new thing. It's a whole new thing about community, getting them all in one place, like doesn't happen very often. We got kids in Metro Detroit. Kalamazoo, my son is in Phoenix, and my youngest is home right now, but not for very long. So community uh, is wonderful any moment we can get them, but there's almost always FaceTime calls that, that uh, can help that out. Uh, community can be just the place where you live, and uh, for us, it's somewhere uh, on this map. Look at Grandpa Don can take a screenshot, and uh, so you get that maps picture there. Um, it can be the place you live. And community can even be the uh, TV show community. That's the last one for Isaiah there. There you go, buddy. So, but after spending several weeks uh, learning about community, learning about relationships, uh, hearing from amazing people like Hannah and Matt uh, and Tashna, uh, what is community to you? What, is, what are 
healthy relationships? What do those look like to you? And so what I'd like to do at the very beginning of this message here is take a minute or two um, just to say hello to some folks. Um, you don't have to go see anybody you don't know. If you don't want to do this, you don't have to do it at all. But why don't we say good morning to some, somebody, and if you feel like it, say, this is what community means to me. So let's just take a minute or two and do that. You guys can spin. You guys can walk. You can say hello. You can even get another coffee. This is an interactive Sunday, so whichever makes you feel most comfortable, you can do that. What is community? Does it mean anything differently to you today than it did at the beginning of the series? Yeah, what is it? What kind of communities are you involved in? What does your home community look like? What does your neighbor community look like? What is all that about? It's super important. Good. Oh, you can, no, you're good. No, you guys, no rush. You guys are, you guys have gotten quiet really quickly. Good. I knew Sean would wave to keep it all going, so that's good. Hi, Sean. Good. So community um, and what, what do we learn about it? What do we learn from each other? What did we learn just from talking to somebody we haven't seen in a while about community and what it means to us? It's these little moments, it's taking these little pieces of time and growing from them and learning from one another. And just being okay with just taking a deep breath and saying, you know, in the middle of this, what felt like a really important moment, it's okay to just want to be with people that you love, to want to spend time learning from people that you care about. So let's jump in today a little bit um, to hear what Paul has to teach us uh, in his letter to the Philippians, um, especially in Philippians chapter 2. Um, and, and when we talk about this scripture today, I, I'm going to talk about it maybe a little bit differently than you've thought about it. Maybe not. Maybe it's just the first time I've read this this way. But when I was kind of getting into these things this week, I, I saw a piece of this scripture um, that was completely different than any ways that I'd seen it before. And so Philippians 2, and this will start out in the message version. And Paul says this, if you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if God's love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor, agree with each other love each other be deep spirited friends don't push your way to the front don't sweet talk your way to the top push yourself aside and help others get ahead don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand i think that long enough is important because paul's not saying you know forget about yourself all the time Paul's not saying you shouldn't care about what your needs are and the people around you, but just every once in a while, for long enough, lend a helping hand. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status, no matter what, not at all. 
When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of being a slave, being human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind at that, crucifixion. Because of that obedience, God lifted him high and honored him far beyond anyone or anything ever so that all beings in heaven and earth, even those long ago, will bow before this Jesus Christ and call out in praise. And jumping ahead, it says, what I'm getting at, friends, is that you should keep simply on doing what you've done from the beginning. When I was living among you, you lived in response and obedience. And now that I'm separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life of salvation reverent and sensitive before God. That energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you, God willing and working, and will give him the most pleasure. So uh, I've read a large portion of this this morning for a number of reasons. First, hopefully it will give me an opportunity to have an intelligent conversation with you all about something. And second, uh, it's a great example of how we should not just take one little sentence or verse from Scripture and use it out of context to create a religious dogma. And third, it's a reminder to us of just how important community was to the first century church and how important it should be for all of ourselves. So just to really put an exclamation point on this, Let's take a look at verses 12 and 13 in the New Living Translation after I take a sip of my healthy, refreshing Coca-Cola. <laughs> ah. Dear friends, you've always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I'm away, it is even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep, deep reverence, and fear. And third of all, let's take a look at the way the New King James said it, because this version has been used by many people to define their own faith. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but also in my absence, to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both for you, I'm sorry, it works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Now, if we only take a look at one translation and only one line, we would believe that it's up to us to do it all on our own, to pull ourselves up by our own salvation bootstraps, if we will. But when we read the scripture, we have to read it in context. Because Paul begins this portion of the letter by saying in the New Living Translation, is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another. And again in the message, if you've got anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made a difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, then do me a favor, agree with each other, love each other, 
be deep-spirited friends. So we're to shine bright together, y'all. This idea of life in Christ or transformation or salvation to Paul and really to us begins with community. It's a life that is worked out in and through one another. Life in this age and in the age to come. Uh, Community welcomes discussion, challenges dangers to the people of the community, and seeks to grow a future and to build hope. Somewhere the statement, a personal relationship with my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, overtook working out our faith within the context of community. Do you guys remember, how many are old as me and can remember in the late 80s, Tom Landry, the old Dallas Cowboys football coach. There was a commercial on daytime TV where uh, he was either selling or giving away a New Testament. And we can see how several generations of, of people clearly within the church saw the personal being much more important than the community, the communal. But we are deeply independent people as Americans. It's not hard for us to want to do things all on our own. Now, knowing Christ personally and the fact that we have a relational God is really important. But perhaps our independence, rather than make us strong, has driven a wedge between us and others and our community. Because it's so much easier to find the differences, the things that we disagree with, when the community of God's creation is of little importance to us. Let me say that one more time. It's easier for us to find the differences, to find the things that we disagree with, when the community of God's creation is of little importance to us. So it, uh, it doesn't take uh, much of a social scientist to see that the last three years have taken a, a great toll on community. Um, the pandemic, racial and justice issues and injustices. Political stances have been places for us to install immovable barriers instead of rallying points. Now look, I'm not minimizing at all the importance of any of these things. We need some real change. We need to make real steps to repair the ills of the past and of the present. But for those of us that have decided to stay in the discussion, to stay in community with those who disagree with us, we find that we're truly working out our salvation. We're working out our life together. It's not easy. It's, it's so much harder to live life this way. It would be so much easier to say, these are my 10 people, everybody else, I just don't care. It'd be so much easier if we thought that was Christianity, if we thought that was a life in Christ, but it's just not. And, you know, in the beginning days of the pandemic, we were all making choices for ourselves, how to keep our family safe, how to keep others safe, We watched the outside world for how others were being cared for. Uh, We can all remember the videos in the large cities of people going outside to cheer and to bang the pans uh, for healthcare workers, for frontline workers, what they were doing. But very quickly, unity was hard to come by. There were lots of people like me um, 
who happen to have a primary immune deficiency, primary meaning genetic, immune meaning the system that fights bacteria and viruses, and deficiency taking from the Italian, it's a broken. <laughs> and others with other assorted medical conditions, we were starting to be, feel really unsafe with decisions that were being made by people around us. Uh, while many people were feeling like it was taking way too long to get back to normal, uh, folks like me were feeling like any moment too soon carried with it the real danger of severe illness or death. And it was for the first time in my very white, very male, very middle-aged life that I felt like I was being othered and that people weren't caring about me. And if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I was dealing with a great deal of personal anxiety during that time because of this. My dentist will tell you, I've got the ground teeth to prove it. And I felt the stress of what, the, what world my kids who were either finishing up college or about to finish college, what kind of world they were entering. In the middle of all that, and I'm not telling you all anything new, was the vitriolic right versus left. Piled on top of that was the real danger of our black and brown and Asian brothers and sisters, the violence that they were experiencing in their neighborhoods, their front doors, their car doors. They've been made to feel other their entire lives. Some of them have lost their very lives because of it. But instead of attempting to work all this out in fear and trembling, the kind of fear and trembling that's just the together, that's doing the hard work together, we decided to take a position in the culture war. If I didn't have a sense that the people I'm closest to, even if they don't always agree with me, wanted the best for me and people all around us, I, I can't imagine what kind of position I personally would be in. But not everybody feels like they have a community that can strengthen them. Not everybody feels like they can have someone that can be side by side even when they disagree with one another. And they feel and still feel very alone. And this leads to isolation, leads to anger and fear and in the worst cases, danger to those around them. If you don't have a community that works out life together, that finds transformation together, that finds salvation, there's no way and nobody to talk with, to debate with, to find life. Because life just feels all too intense and feels too lonely to deal with it. But when we do have that, we find life. We have the give and take we have the iron sharpening iron. For many years here at Crossroads, our leadership team and those building friendship and life together have had many difficult discussions with one another. It's not all daffodils and rainbows and unicorns farting rainbows. It's difficult stuff. That's not in my notes, just in case you wonder. That's the deep kind of stuff you only get when Pastor Don speaks. We've all come from different places, and we've got different views on the world. We've got different political persuasions. We've experienced the world from very different ethnic and socioeconomic worldviews, but we stay in the conversation together. There have been some intense conversations, disagreements, and sometimes all we could do was ask ourselves, what is best for the people of this church and what's best in this season? 
and what's the thing that we can decide to do together? Paul said to us, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor, agree with one another, love each other. Be deep-spirited friends, don't push your way to the front, and don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves just long enough to lend a helping hand. If we're really working this out, the door needs to be swung way open for many more people. Swing it open. Don't try to shut it. We're not full. We don't have enough to love, to serve, to have difficult conversations with. Keep the door open. So for a moment, because this is, as I said, a really interactive moment, and Hannah started this off this way. So can we just take a moment, let's take a deep breath, and either with yourself, just by yourself, or if you feel safe to do so with some friends and some family, think about this. Over the last few years, what has put a wedge between you and cut you off from community? And look, this can be really hard, so that's why I say if you want to just do it by yourself, you can do that. But if you get a couple people close to you, you want to, you can. Uh, I know Hannah has put some sticky notes out around you too that we can even write this down. And can we, in these moments of silence here, ask ourselves, what's a discussion, a stance, a disagreement that put, that's put a wedge between you and a person that you, that we care about over the last few years? Whatever it is, Let's figure out what's the way that feels most comfortable to release this to God and then to ask the Holy Spirit how that we can reconcile this. Uh, as I said, I want to just invite you to release that in whatever ways feels most comfortable. If you want to talk to somebody, if you want to just sit there in the silence, maybe a good way to do this would be a sticky note to write this down and then when you're all done with it, just crumple it up and throw it out. Or maybe type it in your phone, and when you're done, just delete it. What's put a wedge between you? What's cut you off from community, from an individual? And so now look, I know that this can't be just a few second thing, and maybe you won't be ready to crumple up or delete it. But let's start now by taking a few minutes to write down, to talk about, to think about what's put a wedge between you and cut you off from the community during the last few years. Let's take a minute and do that right now. between you what's created a wedge and let's let the Holy Spirit begin to bring reconciliation to that
because I think it's always a good idea to be able to wrap up with something that can help bring healing and joy to us, even beyond that. Let's focus now on the people, on the moments that have helped you build community, that have helped you bring transformation, that have helped you build salvation in your life in the last few years. Who has played a major role journeying with you in your life in Christ? Who's played a major role with you building friendship? And who has encouraged you to live in community even when it is hard? Again, Paul says, don't be selfish, don't try to impress others, and be humble. Take an interest in others, too. And so now, in whatever way you feel comfortable to do so, maybe that person that's been an encourager to you is in this room, and you just want to go up to them and just give them a hug and just say, thank you so much for encouraging me, bringing me life. Now, look, it's, that's not easy to do in a room where people, you think people are watching you. Oh, who's encouraged them? I see. Oh, that person has five encouragements. So maybe the easiest way for you would be to text that person right now. Just say, thank you so much. You said this when I needed it. You loved me when you needed it. And if you're not ready to do that right now, Go again to your notes app and write it down just as a reminder to tell or to send a letter to them or text them in the next day. And I'll be texting all of you tomorrow morning to see if you've done it. Let's take a minute or two, and if you feel comfortable to say to somebody, thank you for encouraging me and loving me, you could do that face-to-face, or if you want to text them, let's, let's, uh, let's go ahead and do that now. feel like you have to hug everybody leave the introverts alone please text them they'd rather get a text they know that you love them but they would like a text they may not want a big show but they everybody likes to hear that they're loved we can just air hug i know you love me isaiah thank you i'm sure he'll grab me later anyway Isaiah, did I do all right? Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. I got your shoes on today. Oh, no, I don't. I took your shoes off. That's right. I wanted to make sure I had the full middle-aged man outfit with the sandals on. Thank you. All right, let's get holy again, everybody. So look, as followers of Christ, as people who are attempting to live in community, Um, we're not called to be mindless robots who agree on everything. And we're going to have differences of opinions. We're going to have differences in process, even when things are at the healthiest. And I'm not asking you to stay in a community with people who are dangerous, who are narcissists, who have 
caused you pain. That, that's not what we're talking about here today. There are real different, safer moments in this. What I'm talking about is in the broader sense of how we live in community together. There's going to be places in your life where you're going to say, this is not a good place for me to be, uh, and just know that God honors that. Uh, and in those moments, though, you need to be able to have your community. Uh, and you need to be able to have places and people that are safe that you can go to for assessment and love and safety. But before um, Pastor Stacy comes up, she's going to bring our benediction and blessing today. Um, we wanted to sing a song to you, a new song that Lindsay had for us today. And it's a song that I really think fully sums up what the spirit of this message I'm hoping conveyed today. And the lyrics of it go, teach us your ways. Teach us your ways as we learn from one another. Learn to love each other. Teach us your ways. Teach us to give. Teach us to give. Give ourselves to one another. Learn to love each other. Teach us to give. Teach us to weep, because weeping together is important. Teach us to weep. Let us weep with one another. Let us love, learn to love each other. And teach us to weep. Teach us your ways, oh God. Teach us your ways as we learn to love from one another. As we learn to love each other, teach us your ways.
God, we know that you are in community with Creator, Christ, and Spirit, and with us. We know that we need each other and you to thrive, to survive, to share burdens, to share joys. We know that you made us to learn in community with each other, from each other, and for each other. As your Trinity is in perfect, loving community, so make us into a community of perfect love, which banishes fear, which encourages faith, which offers nourishment, which values kindness, which includes and liberates, which inspires and creates. We know that when we irritate or hurt each other, we are learning. When we have conflict, we are learning. When we dialogue and listen, we are learning. When we forgive and reconcile, we are learning. We know that what annoys us about others is probably a projection of ourselves, and we know that humility is our best attribute, and earth is a school of forgiveness. So commune with us now, oh great community. Teach us our ways and teach us how to live in love this week as we go forth from here. everybody. We hope to see you back here next week as we continue to learn about how we are great together and we're loved by our God together. Have a wonderful week.